This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pants and pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little lychee nuts. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday. That was a pretty exotic carbohydrate poll, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> another exciting Thursday episode with Gary and Matt and Chris and nope. Jenna. Now, I don't – Gary – no, sorry. You're Gary. Matt, Chris. Yeah. I don't want to make you guys self-conscious but. if it's even possible. But no, it is 4.10 p.m. Yes. And you guys are both drinking beer. A delicious beer. What's going on? Um, well, I usually don't drink beer during the show, but Matt <laughs> always has a beer, and this time he bought a six-pack, so I thought I'd partake. Yeah, I wanted to offer it to Chris. But does this does this help you to podcast? I enjoy having a beer in my hand when I podcast, yes. Or any kind of alcohol. It doesn't have to be beer. It could be, jo- <laughs> it could be Jack Daniels, but I feel like it's a little early for Jack Daniels today. That's what I'm driving at, though. Yeah. I mean, can you podcast without it? Oh, absolutely. I'm just significantly less funny or interesting. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, why are you laughing so much, Gary? Oh, because I can attest to the truthfulness of that. Oh, okay. All right. So how's everyone doing? What's going on? Anyone have anything that they uh, want to bring to the table before we get into all the things we get into? Uh, I'm good. I had a great weekend. Went to a couple concerts. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. I'm glad we're going to be taping another episode. Thanks mm-hmm. for having us on. Thank yes. you for, for being here. What yeah. concerts did you go to? Um, Friday night, I saw a band called Portugal the Man which I had never heard of, but they're like a big indie band. Portugal, the man? Portugal, period, the man. Oh, that so confusing. Right. Right. I know. Oh. Any, any sort of punctuation in the band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but apparently they have like seven albums out. They've been around for at least a decade. Um, Where are they from? I think the lead singer's from Alaska, but I think they gained oh. popularity in Portland originally. Do they capitalize Shocker. any of their letters? Well, the the – the the after the period is is absolutely capitalized. But, but no, Portugal's not? Portugal is also, Two yeah. spaces okay. after uh, the period? Two spaces after the period. Well, that's incorrect, actually. Um, so I, they're just like kind of a fun indie band. I don't, I'm not sure really even how to describe them. If you like the shins, maybe they're a oh. little bit like that, kind of. I feel like maybe I'd like them then. Yeah, he's got kind of a higher voice. He's not – it's not like, like Creed or some sort of rock band, you know, <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, but they were great. They put on an awesome show. And then on Saturday night – uh, one of the guys who works here, Rob, his uncle is in a band called Craterface, and we went and saw them at the uh, House of Blues Sunset, which was really fun. Nice. And went to a nightclub after that. Good times. I you had a rocking weekend. I did. I Why really is did. two spaces after a period wrong? I just believe that it is uh, a mistake that many people make, but when you work in a magazine, they tell you that you're not supposed to do two periods anymore. It's changed, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's one now. Because like, mm-hmm. it's still habit for me to just tap the space bar twice after a sentence. And yeah, how, how angry have you been at me? I don't even notice it. Totally. Oh, you, you do it, Gary. <laughs> <That's really bullshit. laughs> she said that so calmly. No, no I, really, I really don't notice it. Uh, in fact, on it's too small of a space, like just one space. Word it's... processing talk, but I always have dynamic spell check on at, at home, and I rely on the squiggle to tell me whether I've put a space or not. I can't see it. You huh. know what I do? I started switching because of Twitter, because you, you have yeah. to save you lose characters, a character. uh... and so I was like, oh, one's just better, and then I found out that it, 
you're supposed to just do one. I'm like, this is great. This Jenna, is convenient. did you know this might blow your mind? Uh-oh. It's come up before, but we need to tell you. Gary is the one who revealed this. Whether if you know when you do dot dot dot, yes. that counts as one character. Yes, you knew what? this. I knew that. I didn't I, know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, every, Twitter every secret. From now on, we'll have dot 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 from me. I wrote for a TV show about Twitter for about a month. That's where I learned that secret. There's a TV show about Twitter. Well, it's like an online TV show, but it's for Aura TV, so I guess they would call it a TV show. What's but Aura? it's online. Aura is like a network. Oh, mm-hmm. what was the show like? It was just jokes about Twitter, all the popular stuff on Twitter, anything trending. So I would just write a bunch of jokes, but someone there told me the triple dot. Hmm. I know. Are you guys I, okay? We're just going to go down this <laughs> arcane rabbit hole for one more minute and then pull into. Are you guys aware of weird Twitter? Have you no. heard that term? No. Weird Twitter. I always just thought Twitter was weird Twitter. Yeah. I didn't realize there was another one. Right. This is a whole. This is there is just Twitter, which is weird. But then there's something called weird Twitter, which is. I don't exactly know how to describe it. It's like a certain style of Twitter joke, which I find really annoying. And you'll see, like, horse ebooks is a big weird Twitter uh, account. And, like, someone yesterday was like, um, like, a, a very common thing that I find annoying, which is very weird Twitter, is to have a- um, action described in asterisks. So it'll be like, um, finds, like, uh, something, something. Uh, fine sword, picks it up, swings it. I'm the new hero now. And this this tweet has like 6,000 faves, and I don't even understand it. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I know. By There's the a way, whole world of stuff that I'm, I don't understand. I'm not against totally using the asterisk it. for actions, though, but yeah. Did, by the way, did you reveal that you're following <laughs> horse ebooks on no, Twitter? No, I'm not. I just <laughs> see it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. And I've seen people favorite uh, things. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is it a, it, and I don't think it's as simple as it's a reference to something I don't understand. Say it again. Say the weird tweet. It sounded like gibberish to me. I, I didn't even sound like a sentence. It made sense. It, no, yeah, it made but sense. but it, but why is it funny? I mean, it's I'm not, messing it up. I don't, it's not funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, quirky. Like walks up the hill, picks up sword, swings it around. I'm the new hero now. Oh, fave, 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 fave. So weird. I feel like I feel like I actually made it even more. Did you find it? No, I'm looking for it right now. I feel like I made it even more linear than it really is. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, yeah. is it some code? Like, you know, people who play those, like, role-play games oh. or something? I, or is it, I want it to be that simple, but I don't think it is. Darn it. Someone will enlighten us. I'm sure that one of the, my listeners is is up to Help speed us. on what all of this means. What's the purpose of weird Twitter, though? It's just if, if regular Twitter isn't enough for you? <laughs> it's for, yeah, it's for the really avant-garde So it's not like a <laughs> Twitter users. site or anything? No. It's, it's, it's a style. Yes. Oh, it's a hashtag. No. No, it's a style. It's a style. Oh, it's cute. I don't know the difference between hashtag and styles. Is style the thing you do with a with a pound sign? That's a no. hashtag. <laughs> I know I was joking about that. Oh, okay. Part. You're scaring us. You're scaring us. Did true you find it? No, I'm looking for it. But true story, Matt was looking at his computer a couple nights ago very intently at like ten forty five and we were trying to watch a TV show and I looked over him and I was like, What are you doing, Matt? And he goes, Working on a tweet. <laughs> I don't like distractions when I tweet. And uh, high five. I'm the same <laughs> yeah. way. What was this brilliant tweet? Oh, I can't remember. But you can follow me on TWBS podcast. <laughs> you can look it up. You asked for that. All right, <laughs> let's do an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. 
All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Becky Noel and is titled Allison, Gary, Jenna, and More Faves. I genuinely have no idea how I found Allison's podcast, but the fact that I had no idea Adam Carolla even had a podcast before listening to ARIYNBF probably doesn't give me much credit. I started listening it to It gives old- you more to me actually. I started listening to old podcasts of favorite comedians and really liked Allison's honesty and fearlessness in approaching some tough topics. Since I've been listening for a while now, there's so much more to love. There's Gary, who's just hilarious and makes me, a six-foot-tall girl, not feel weird for knowing people's height when I see them on stage. <laughs> That's okay. A reference That's great. to the Ian Bag podcast, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes, where Gary said that he can tell if someone on stage is tall based on what is it like that? Oh, based on the height of the microphone stand, like where the little nut of the microphone stand is versus the actual microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, then there's Jenna, who sang my, the My Little Pony theme song and knows obscure games my Mormon friends taught me growing up. Jenna, have you lit a garbage bag on fire at night? It melts. It's multicolored drops. What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Let's do it. Is, <laughs> is she suggesting that some kind is that of a Mormon, Mormon thing? thing? I don't know. She... Mormons are bored, guys. I've never heard of that either. <laughs> Morgans love melting garbage bags. Yes. Everyone knows this. It says Mormon in parentheses, so I'm not sure exactly well, how she we'll investigate. I'll yeah. investigate that. And it continues. And the rest of the Thursday crew helps me spend abnormal amounts of time really thinking about Skittles, Starburst, and wiping my bum. <laughs> Glad to help. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall for most of Allison's podcasts, but until then, my neighbors think I have a roommate because they always hear that one girl at your house. Aw, well, thank Aww. you so much. That's very nice. You know what's something that has been on my mind lately? Since we've been talking a lot about Skittles, by the way, I must make it clear, we're not getting any money from Skittles, though we did receive a buttload of free Skittles. Thank you. But Skittles has been in the news so much with the Trayvon Martin, with the story and the George Zimmerman verdict. Mm. Um, Didn't even know we were being topical. Yeah. <laughs> I just had this, I just suddenly had this, this weird... <laughs> realization that I hope people don't think we're commenting on that. And if we were, I don't know what comment we'd be making. But, yeah. No one likes the green ones. Skittle power. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, the apple's gross, guys. I finished that bag. I left the apple out. Just be careful. Be careful what you're saying here, Jenna. We live in some very tough, racially sensitive times. Don't talk too badly about green Skittles. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's what you're worried about, right? Okay, I was not going to talk about... uh, the whole Zimmerman thing, but I will just talk about it just a tiny bit, and then you guys can jump in if you want. Um, and I, I was all ready to have this out or trying to figure out how I was going to handle it on the Adam Carolla show because I figured Adam and I will probably not be on the same page about it, but I, have, I feel pretty emotional about it, so I didn't want to get into a weird, uncomfortable debate. And, but on Twitter, people were like, can't wait to hear this, blah, blah, blah. But then it turned out that he was in such a – like happy kind of punch drunk mood on the show when it came up. We just talked about it for a second. He did not want to really hunker down into it, although I suspect in the coming days he might. But um, it, the the not guilty verdict was what I was pretty much expecting would happen. And yet when I found out, I felt really supp- – I was more affected by it than I thought. And I just felt really depressed and sad and almost tearful. Um, and I kept telling myself, don't – don't view this as something so much bigger than it is, even though it's very tempting and I think it might reflect something much bigger than it is. Like, just look at this like they did, you know, the prosecution didn't have the evidence to convict. And I do, like I said on, on the Adam Crow show, I do think legally this was probably the right decision. I think we have a system that allows guilty people to go free, and I think that's better than one that puts innocent people away. But then I back up and I'm like, no, but we also have a lot of innocent people who are put away. So it's just all fucked. 
That's how I feel. I feel like it's just all fucked. You're nodding, Jenna. I'm just going to agree with you. Everything's crazy and messed up. And and I like the idea, you know, focus on it not being a reflection of the world thing. But this one really unfortunate like experience. Right. That's the the thing, though, that 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 gets me about the people who are celebrating his getting off is. But regardless, someone died. Like, let's not forget that. Right. So. Oh. Uh-oh. Seems I need to move the microphone. Oh, so yesterday, so you know how on this show we talked about my weird obsession with now noticing that no one has ever called me on moving the microphone during the show, which is totally <laughs> unprofessional. Yesterday I totally did a like, <laughs> <laughs> no one said anything, nice. <laughs> which is nice, but yeah. it's making me wonder. I feel like I'm invisible, but but almost like I have a shield of immunity. I don't know. I like if, that you're testing it now. Well, let, let me just – you guys hear all the podcasts because – so for people who don't know, everyone in this room except Jenna uh, works at Corolla Digital and produces other shows. Yep. Many of them Adam's on. If you hear him talking about me and the microphone on some podcast, let me know. Will do. I, I'm going need, to need to know that stat. If that um, comes up on Ace on the House, I'll be shocked, but I'll let you know. <laughs> I feel like I can hide behind Drew's shadow or I'm in Drew's microphone shadow hmm. for a while. No, that's that's true. Like. Like, as I said, like with me and Mike August, like, oh, Chris loves his food, his free food. But compared to Mike August, like, right. I'm, I'm eclipsed every single time. Or like me telling the story of having once clogged the toilet. Yeah, Matt eclipses right. you. Being Matt, Matt being the porcelain punisher, I could clog a million toilets. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You'll never. Right. I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> serious toilet freedom. Yes. Okay. So I want to get your guys' opinion on this thing that happened uh, when I was at my parents' Over the week, so we did a show in Irvine on last week, and then I stayed down there a night. And then the next day, I test drove some cars with my mom because this is uh, all I do these days. And I got home from one dealership, and I got this email from the guy saying, "Oh, I have your license. Um, you know, give me a call when you have a chance." And I thought, well, I'm glad I gave him an email account address that actually works. Uh, but what the fuck? And I guess I'm going to need to call now and find out what time they close. And arguably, I left my license there. I will admit that. But who's the one who does test drives all the time? It's me lately, but really it's his job. So he should have remembered to give it back to me, I think. Um, So anyway, then my dad says, why don't you see if they'll drive it over? And this is very my dad. Um, And I say, I'm kind of like, oh, I I just don't think they will, you know. And he's like, but it's a potential sale for them. Like they're salesmen. And they were super annoying. Like I would – I don't want to buy a car there. They were really um, pushy and aggressive. salesy. Aggressive. And like I said, you know, and tried to tell me which car I wanted even though I knew that it was a different one that I was interested in uh, but didn't really know about the car and kept insisting that I, that I want to lease. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to buy a car. Uh, so – yeah, just all sorts of annoyingness and kept my license. So anyway, though, so once my dad brings this up, that this is how things should go, even though I am an adult, I'm still – I would like to know if anyone relates to this, listeners, you guys, uh, as well people in the room. I'm an adult and yet I'm still – I still have to catch myself because if my – if one of my parents says something in a very certain way, I'm still willing to be like, oh, I'll just throw out my life experience and believe that. And I and, I, and I, I hate that I have that sort of weakness. I'm aware of it in that it's in me. But so anyway, so once my dad says this, then it's like I feel like, oh, well, that is how it should go. Like 
And I am either a person who doesn't stand up for myself enough or who stands up for myself too much because I'm afraid of not standing up for myself enough. That's the thing. Like my dad can say one thing and it instantly kind of makes me (laughs) recalibrate and think, oh, maybe things aren't happening the way they should be. Maybe I have to – it just totally messes me up. And by the way, people who listen to this podcast have heard my dad. Um, That is – the dad you hear on this podcast – not exactly the dad I grew up with. <laughs> it's sort of a – it's a real podcast – it's podcast dad. It's news dad. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm like, you know, he makes a good point though. We are less than 15 minutes away and this is a potential sale for them. So what the hell? So then I call and he says I put it at the, you know, at the front desk. You can come pick it up anytime. And um, then I say, is there anyone there who could possibly drive it over? You know, I'm in – and I say the city. And he's like, oh, we don't have anyone here who lives over there. And I'm like, uh, OK. Uh, and then – but I don't really push it. And then he's like um, – and this was Friday, by the way. And he says that they could send it to me on Monday. And I say, no, that's OK. I'll just come pick it up. And then he says, give me a call afterwards and let me know that you picked it up. And then I've been hounded by emails ever since with them telling, asking if I can come in today. They can save me time and money, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. But fuck them. So here's, <laughs> my, here's my question though. Do you think they should have driven it over? Do you think that was my dad living in some kind of madman world where salespeople will do what, anything to make a sale? Yes. Yeah. Wait, yes to what? Yeah, I think that your dad's living in a fancy world where they're actually going to come drive your license back to you. I could see that happening, though. I don't think it's no. that far it out was, of the realm it was of worth, possibility. It was worth a shot, but I'm not surprised that it didn't happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like if someone says something with like a certain sort of conviction to me and it's totally false, that and then all of a sudden, yeah, I throw out everything that I know. Like I remember I was talking – like Mike August does that a lot <laughs> where we're driving to Merced – and um, we were trying to figure out how long it takes to get there. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's about, it's about two and a half, three hours away. And I'm like, oh, Google Maps says it's like four and a half hours away. We should leave a little earlier. No, no, it's just right by Fresno. Fresno, about two, three hours away. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I just looked it up. It's like four and a half hours away. No, no, we'll leave, we'll leave three hours before the show. I'm like, and then I just thought to myself, I guess it is three hours away. <laughs> like, I, like, I guess he's right. Like, and I totally believed it. Yeah. So, um, we did leave four and a half hours before, though. He, he figured it out right before we left. But That's that's. Convenient. But, yeah, but I did that exact thing. I was like, oh, I guess, you know, I just looked it up and I, I believe you just because of the way you said it. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. In the emails, they keep saying that the reason that I should buy the car there is because of their amazing service. And no. I And I want to write back and say, <laughs> that was, actually, I did not experience your amazing service. That was a but test. But then I feel – well, I kind of, that's the thing is that it kind of was. Yeah. But the, not really for me, more for my dad. But I don't like the way he said, well, we don't have anyone who lives over there. Yes, that like, was very that strange. really bugs me for some reason. Like, There's, oh, I'm sorry, it's not convenient for right. you. <laughs> well, it's not really convenient for me to drive to your place without a license, that's, mind yes, you. Yes, exactly. So I'm a little bit on your dad's side that they should have brought it to you. Yeah. It would it would have made me much more... <laughs> Like now I'm like, fuck them. I will not give them my money versus if they had, then I would be more uh, willing to go there. Sure. Gary, what do you think? Where was the dealership? Uh, It was Newport Beach. I understand why your dad said that. And my mom would have called up and they would have delivered it. Like, yes, that's and I know what you're talking about, because if I called up and said I left my license there, I'd end up driving over there. 
But my mom and I could see your dad. You call up with a certain level of confidence and expectation, and they just end up saying yes. Like it's different down there. It's weird. Right. So it I almost... can see why your dad said that, but I can also understand I would have had the same experience as you. But I believe that my mother would have gotten it delivered. Right. Totally. Yeah, I may, get that. It might have been the way you asked it. Like you could have said like, oh, can, do you mind driving it over and like maybe like wave some $100 bills like on the phone or like talk about like your checkbook <laughs> or something and then they'll, they'll just race right over. Yeah, I think if I had said it like I expect this to happen versus like how crazy is my dad? Do you think you could <laughs> – I also wonder how much you think they thought you were interested in buying a car from them. Because mm-hmm. as you told the story, you explained that they were trying to sell you a car you weren't interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm I, To me, their their mistake in service was not giving your license back to you yes. after you left. But from a salesman point of view, when you're off the lot, you're no longer of interest to them. So um, especially if you I were doing a test drive and you were like, well, I don't know. I think I want the other car. Then right. they're not going to waste their resources on you, not because they don't yeah. like you, but just because that they've got other people who are on their lot or you know, someone who they know they, they are 90% of the way to making a sale, they're going to focus their efforts on that. Well, I, can't, I can't fault them for doing that. But wait, was this a I massive, massive dealership that's right by a freeway? Yes. Yeah, they should have fucking sent somebody Fuck over. those motherfuckers, right? Yeah, that place is fucked. I don't like that <laughs> And they keep, they keep being like, free shuttle rides to the airport and free car washes. And then my mom was telling me that, that it, she knows someone who took her car there and she was in a line for two hours. They're total assholes oh, there. Oh, I've waited in lines longer than that at that fucking place yeah. for a free car wash. And they're fucking, they're assholes. Say the name, yeah. it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Fletcher, what is it? No, I'm just kidding. Is it Fletcher, no, Fletcher, Fletcher Jones. Jones Motor Cars. Yeah. 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 I have wow. a nephew named Fletcher Jones. Really? Mm-hmm. I warned them. I said, you're naming your baby after a giant car dealership in Southern California. And they went with it anyway. And the other thing is that I've done this thing through Edmonds, which is great, where you um, they all you like put in the build of the car you want, and then they send an email. You get uh, dealer quotes right away, and they kind of explain how you do it, and you have their, they bid against each other. And so I've gotten a few good quotes – but then this particular dealership, the one we just named, uh, will not give a number on – they just keep saying they'll beat any deal, but they won't give a number and they just keep saying why I have to come in. And then part of me, because I'm a little bit competitive, is like, I want to just go there and fuck them. <laughs> and then I think, or why don't I just go somewhere that doesn't elicit that emotion in me? <laughs> yeah, that – yeah, fuck that place. <laughs> I've had really bad experiences at that place too. Yes. Yeah. OK. I've never been to that place. I didn't. I didn't consider that brand of car because of that place. That's yeah. a true story. When I was looking at cars, I did not I'll drive. I turned you off. I did not drive that brand because I've had so many bad experiences trying to get my dad's car service at ha- that fucking particular place. And I know that's insane because I would have bought it up here, but fuck that place. Yeah. We can just say what it is. It's Mercedes. Because I do have an issue with <laughs> can, I, can I be someone who drives a Mercedes because I grew up with a certain idea of people who drive Mercedes. But the thing is I just like them. Yeah, so the, I'm throwing I'm throwing that out, but yeah. I am aware that uh, it it denotes or connotes which one mm, denotes. denotes. I think it denotes a certain uh, thing that I don't want to be associated with, namely douchebaggery Con- and assholes. <laughs> Have any of you guys had a good experience at a car dealership? Yes. Not really. Well. Gary says yes. Actually, I have a, I had a funny experience when we bought the Prius that I have. A good good funny. He's actually a nice guy. Um, he was a nice guy. My dad lives in Korea, 
and he's kind of a little bit of a celebrity in Korea. And so the what guy does he do? who, is it because he's white? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and he's like, no. Well, the funny I, thing, thing is, he's an attorney. But he's at an, a big law firm, and he's white, and he speaks really great Korean, and he does a lot of business deals, and like a lot of the cases that he worked on are really high profile. So anyway, uh, is he like the Mark Garagos of Korea? He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like this weird. It's really weird. But he, so he's like really in the papers a lot. And so the guy who sold the, us the car was Korean, and he saw that my last name was Jones, and then that I lived in Utah, and I was Mormon, and he, like, started putting it all together, and he's like, You had to write Mormon on your car application? No, but he, like, asked about Utah, and uh. then he asked about, you know, it all, it always goes that direction. But then it's like, so, and then he mentioned he was Korean, and I said, Oh, I, I was born in Korea. You know, you're just trying to make small talk while he's filling out all the stuff. He's like, Wait a minute. Your dad's Jeffrey Jones, and then wouldn't shut up about it forever, uh-huh. and was super nice and gave us a huge discount on our warranty. So I was like, "Wow, that's great! This is the first awesome experience." But otherwise, it's been annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first car, but I can't remember many details about it. It was a used Honda, but I bought it at the dealership, and I feel like that was a pretty simple exchange. But again, I can't remember it that well. What about you guys? The only time I had a good car dealership experience was when I coincidentally had a past history with the car dealer, which sounds like, Jenna, you had the same right. thing. Mm-hmm. I had something maybe maybe six or seven years ago where I did like a theater festival with – the guy who sold me my car was another actor in this festival. So he was like – you know, he at least was claiming that he was looking out for my best interests, and the exchange was a lot more amicable because of that. Mm-hmm. But certainly, the Honda that I recently got—oh my god, that was one of the most frustrating <laughs> experiences of my life. And it started out thinking he was a really nice guy, but when it gets down to the oh, let me go talk to the guys in the back, Ugh. and then they—he you know, said he doesn't even know how they got the price so low. Uh. I, I got to the point where I had my my bag over my shoulder and I was like guys I have to go to work right now you're either giving me this car right now and not 20 minutes from now right now or that's it like I will just go to another dealership it's yeah. not a big deal and they were like oh hold on hold on hold on hold on and you know I sat I sat there for 15 more minutes and like okay well we talked to the guys in the back and they're willing to <laughs> it's like uh, what the fuck you yeah. know so I don't know I mean I didn't want to sound earlier like I'm defending car salesman that they should have given you the license. I'm just saying, based in my past history, they're not going to give you that license because <laughs> right. they know you're not going to buy a car had, from them. Yeah, right. I had, right, These I had people look at themselves anything. in the mirror. They know what's going on. Ugh. Really? Because this Absolutely. guy had a mustache and hair that makes me think he doesn't. <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> Gary, how was your ex- – oh, I know. Your experience was trying. Yeah. My experience was, was annoying. But I – yeah. No. It sucked. Buying a car always fucking sucks. It takes Here's, too long to. Do you? I sh- this is something that I should know the answer to. Perhaps we can uh, enlighten some people. Do you know the sales tax you pay? Is that based on where you live, or is that based on where the dealership is? I, I would no say idea. dealership. Um, I think it's a dealership. Uh, uh, Why wow, are you that, thinking of buying a car in Oregon? Well, no, but <laughs> LA County is a lot higher than. Yeah, Santa Monica is more expensive than LA, and LA is more expensive than Orange County. Yeah. No, I mean all Santa Monica is half a percent. It has to be more, the dealership. But... Yeah. I, it, it has to be. I can look because I bought mine out of town. Okay. 
I'm just wondering. Um, but that just is even less to recommend a snooty dealership that's more expensive. Okay. For people who don't <laughs> care about cars, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have turned into this person. I don't know what's happened to me. But the good news is that once I get a car, I won't be like this anymore. And then I can just be 1,000% wedding planning. Woohoo! <laughs> compartmentalized. Time <laughs> in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that we have an email. Yes, we do. It's from uh, Kay Inman. And the subject is a question for the guys for the Thursday show. Need advice. I'm a 52-year-old mom who listens all the time and loves your show so much. I have a 22-year-old son who was on his own for a few years, had one year of college, and now seems to be unsure of what to do next with his life. He quit his job as a cook because it was not fulfilling to him and he wanted to go to Bonnaroo Music Fest. And they did not (laughs) want to give him the time off. Not the best reason to quit a job, I know. And he broke up with his girlfriend, which was a good choice. (laughs) And (laughs) now lives back home temporarily while he's figuring it all out. He does not want to go back to school and accumulate tons of student loan debt, not knowing what his career goals are. And school was never really his thing. I heard an episode with Adam and Dr. Drew on their show and they said this is common for guys in this age group to be rudderless. Since you guys all seem so career-oriented and down-to-earth, I was wondering if you have any words of wisdom that I can impart to my great kid, Corey, who just needs a nudge in the right direction. Did you all go through this stage of your life not knowing where you were headed, and do you still have these issues? If you have any advice, I'll be sure to have them listen. I think you are all awesome, and Allison is so great. Keep up the Thursday shows, as they are the absolute best podcasts. And I listen to Marin, Fitzdog, Rogan, Adam, and others. Thanks again, Kay from Indianapolis. Thank you, Kay. How old did she say her son was? 22. 22. All right. Well, she so specifically young. wants the the guys' yes. opinions, but was I'm still going to get mine. Yeah, no, no, let's hey, hear yours. Guys, or was she saying, "Hey, males in the group, guys"? Oh, I don't know, but let's just all, all right. give our opinion. Sure. Okay. Um, I definitely, definitely went through that phase after college where I couldn't figure anything out, and I felt woefully underprepared. And I thought, while my friends who majored in economics were being um, recruited and had jobs that started a day after college, how did I? Like, why did I not think about what the hell I'm going to do? And do you figure out where you want to live and then go there and get a job? Or do you figure out who you want to live with and then let that determine the things? Or do you, um, you know, find a job? And, like, like, nothing made sense. And it took me a couple years to figure my shit out. So uh, I do think that that is a phase that one goes through. And my advice would be, what's he into? And, And let that guide him. I just want to take that one step further, though, because, I mean, for me, I always knew that I was into movies. I love show business, but that doesn't give me a career path per se. And I agree with you. It's incredibly important that you follow your passions because that's, as Adam says, you want to find something that makes you money or makes you happy. If Mm -hmm. not, don't do it. And I, I stand by that, too. But I think there's a more practical approach to it, which is your son probably does know what he's interested in. And what I would suggest is that he looks at those companies or at those places and see where they recruit the people who work for them. So to apply to my own situation, I loved film industry. I really wanted to work for New Line Cinema, which was a great movie studio that made like Dumb and Dumber and Mortal Kombat and Austin Powers and all kinds of great movies from my childhood. And those are the three examples. Those are the three. Those are the three. <laughs> right. Lord of the Rings. Petty. Great choices. <laughs> great choices. They are great choices. Uh, but what I did was I found out what temp agency New Line Cinema hired. And I reached out to that temp agency and I said, hey, I want to work for New Line. I understand that New Line goes through you guys. I'd love to just be a part of your temp agency. But if something at New Line comes up, 
please put me at the top of that list. And they did. I got a temp job working for a new line, was able to make that a full-time job, and then my career started. That's really smart. Um, really smart. What happened? Just kidding. But, <laughs> no, but how did you find out? How did you uh, find out what temp agency? Human Resources, which you can look those numbers up on the internet. So Human Resources at New Line, yeah. you asked them. Yep. That's really smart. Did Worked you think of great. that yourself, or was yeah. that advice from someone? No, figured it out. That's really smart. And I mean, my I don't know. My little sister just graduated college. She's twenty two. She's in the same thing. She just moved back home. And all she did was she submitted a resume to like careerbuilder.com and I don't know, she got she already got hired. She's a receptionist working for some insurance firm. I don't know if that's something that she wants to do per se, but I don't know. With the internet now, it's really not that hard to at least at least on your own research the places that you want to work. Yeah. But another thing though to keep in mind as well with with him being twenty two. I mentioned before my friends who got jobs uh, the day after they graduated, which, by the way, I think would suck because you need like at least a week off. But a lot of them are now doing different things. So even if you start your career path at 22, most likely you're going to you're going to shift at some point. Yeah, just start testing the waters though, and just and just see what you're into. I mean, you, you you'll never know until you start doing it. All right, so we're all on the same page. You should work for the Bonnaroo Music Festival. That's what I was thinking. It's like, find your passion. It's like, oh, he loves Bonnaroo. Yeah. Do Just they do saying. internships? Is that, yeah. They probably do. Look, get a job for like Ticketmaster or Live Nation or any right, of these like anything. music festival venues. Yeah, I mean, they have awesome, like, jobs like that have awesome perks. Like, you get they to do. go to all the concerts and stuff. Like, just, you know. You're 22. It doesn't have to be forever you right are now. Young. Like, figure out something to do for the next five years while you get into the professional world and see what the realities of it are. That is something that they always say about – what is it? Gen – the millennials, whatever the generation is right now, is that they are hesitant to take jobs where they're going to be doing stuff that they feel is beneath them or that doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of meaning. And that's one thing I would say I think all of us have had to – have worked our way up by doing stuff that wasn't – in any way exactly what we wanted to do and that we saw as this is a way to get my foot in the door or a way to work up. You know, I, I wrote for magazines and I was doing cover stories, but I wrote for free at the beginning because that used to happen a lot back in the day. Um, and that was really a sort of a form of dues paying. And if I had said no to that, if I had said no, you know, I, I demand to get paid, then I wouldn't have had those clips, which I was then able to send to other magazines who then would pay me. So I do think that there's value in uh keep in, moving yeah and accepting something that's not really what you want to do but but could lead to it definitely i did six internships in college and they were some of them were terrible and like literally the coffee <laughs> getting the like building a desk for someone who bought a new desk you know i mean just <laughs> dumb stuff but it all put me in the right direction got me friends in the business who liked me and knew I wanted to work hard. And then, you know, jobs came from there. Where all did you intern? Food Network, Martha Stewart Show, Daily Show, Late Show with David Letterman, CBS Casting, and never mind, I did five internships. That's still, yeah. So I did lots of different things and I did them all for free and I was super broke, Yeah, really broke, but it was totally worth it. Yeah, that's that's another good way to be grounded is to be broke for a while. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not even making a joke. We're like, all super grounded. Like, we, yeah, we are keeping it real. Yeah. Real talk. Except yeah. for the like first half of this podcast. <laughs> Where I do didn't keep it real. Go ahead, Gary. No, that's it. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I mean listen, I, I agree with everything everyone said. It's you and expect to work for free for a while. 
which I know sucks and means you live with your parents for a little longer or whatever, but that's kind of how it is these days. If you want a job that you're going to like love and it's going to be fulfilling, you have to, you have to be willing to like show that because the cool jobs and like the jobs that, you know, you're going to be happy with, chances are you're not walking in and handing in an application and walking out with a job. Like that just doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you guys have friends who, instead of choosing a career, have just chosen a job, but it pays well. Because I have friends who have jo- like they're bartenders or bartenders make so yes. much money. Yes, yeah. they do. and, and they, they just get sucked in a hole. Like it, and you 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 could make like like I know a friend who was a bartender at a hotel, and he makes like average two hundred bucks a night on top of what he gets paid hourly. Right. It's like why would you want to leave? And you work for, I mean, but. I don't but know. you have not, no life, right? I mean, you, you don't, don't have, really you don't love life the bar life. You're, you're out. You're out late. Like that whole world is just like you're. You're out there till like two thirty a.m., three a.m. You sleep till about one, two p.m., mm-hmm. and then you go back out and do it again. So I mean, there's not really much going on other than work. Like when you're a bartender, like your only friends are usually the people you see at work. Um, you don't really have any relationships outside. I mean, this is this is a huge generalization. So if you're a bartender listening, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you make so much money, and it's all cash, and right. like you always have cash on you. It's just, it's so hard to leave that. Yeah, tempting. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I I don't I don't see how I like when I was a waiter or a barback. Like I made a lot of money doing that, and it was really hard for me to step away. Like I, I did that and did this for about a year and a half where, where- I would just work. Where were you bartending or barbacking? At a hotel, the Hyatt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, I passed the melting pot in South Bay the other day. Is that Uh, where you uh, worked? No, Pasadena. Oh. (laughs) I drove by and I thought, wait, I think that's where Chris worked. But I guess I was wrong. So, Chris, did you feel rudderless? Oh, I was totally rudderless. It was just just easy. Like, um, you'd walk into work, you just. Literally, you turn your brain off and just and just do the same routine every day and just and then when I did this, like I make less money now working here, but it's so much better because and, your mind is engaged. Yeah, and it's just like my 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 spirit is just so much higher. I think. Yeah, beautiful. I I took a big pay cut to come here, but for happiness, like that's and my life's way better as yeah. a result. This. So mom, you came, you came from, right. the, <laughs> from the from yeah. the housing eviction law firm. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, that wasn't healthy for me. Yeah, it's just I was unhappy, and you gotta you gotta have some sense of. I don't know. There there is a price to pay for like some sort of like sanity. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Worth for it. sure. Um, I read a a book. It's a pretty well known book called The Alchemist. It's like one of those books you read in high school and. It's weird to take inspiration from a book, but that whole book. That is so, so weird. weird. It is. Oh. <laughs> so weird. But oh. I'll tell you. You are I, a cliche I usually just human being. I am. Pinterest, I am. You know? I'm just saying, though, that the message of that book <laughs> meant a lot to me. And what was it? It impacted my life in a very positive way. Everyone stop laughing. <laughs> just give us a minute. Okay. I'm just saying the point of that book, the message of that book was to say that even if you don't think you're on the journey to accomplishing what you want to, you actually are on the right path. You are doing the right thing. And that appealed to me directly because I was working in a shitty finance job that ultimately did lead to my job working here. And at the time, 
it seemed like I couldn't possibly be farther away from something that I really wanted to do because I was just working on spreadsheets and doing finance all day. And you know what? It was actually the thing that needed to happen for me to get here. And the skills that I learned there, I still apply in my job here. It's a lot better of a situation, but it was a really important lesson to learn. So click through Allison Rosen's Amazon page. Yes, please. <laughs> Pick and up buy a copy the- <laughs> of The Alchemist. It's a great book. You can literally read it in a day. It's like less than 100 pages. I it's fucking amazing. I would like to get inspiration from a book. <laughs> no, but I, that speaks to me as well because I think that too often I get this sense of like, oh, everything's fucked. I need to change stuff. And I don't think that that is – I think it's an understandable reaction. I don't actually act on it, but it's not a it's not the right reaction or necessarily the healthiest reaction because I I do try to just this sounds super uh airy, but I try to just I do sort of trust in the universe and I do think that things happen when they're supposed to happen and you just in general if everyone just took a deep breath and relaxed and trusted had more faith, I guess. And I don't mean in something, I just mean in kind of the way that their life is unfolding, things would be better. And then from that relaxed state, you can actually figure out what are the things that need changing if things need changing. Can I say something really quick too? Sure. Just um, going back to a little bit before this, uh, I know I said like bartenders, if you're happy doing bartending, like do it. Like (laughs) I feel bad because I I do know bartenders are happy about it. And I just, I hate to like think like, oh, you're not happy doing it. If you're happy doing that, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then then keep doing it. All right. That's too late, Chris. No no bartenders are ever going to give you free drinks. You're on their blacklist. I know. They're spitting in all your drinks. I'm telling Jay what you said. Yeah. Jay's going to be upset. Jay's going to take that on personally. I'm waking up at 530 in the morning to be on the news with him tomorrow. You guys are going to be on the news? Yeah, KTLA is doing a thing for his bar cycle. Jay is Adam's old assistant, by the way, for for listeners. Right. And Jay is a fucking amazing guy, and he has something called the Barcycle, and it's like a a bar – with a bunch of bike seats and bike pedals, and it's in is it Newport Beach? Yeah, it's in the uh, no. Hermosa, Hermosa Beach. And you know, you rent this bicycle and you drive along the beach, and everyone kind of does their part, and they kind of pedal like just a big in tandem bar. Yeah, exactly. That sounds it's fun. All dangerous. By, amazing by everyone's legs. Yeah, so I guess they're doing a big news thing on it. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yep. Too bad Chris he's is just wasting his time anymore. being yeah. sucked into some job. No, no, like I know many money. people are happy, happy doing that for people and helping people <laughs> make them drinks, and that's fine. Like I, I don't, you know, if, if you're into it, then look, that's keep, what you I, do with your life. It's right. your life. No right, judgment, Chris? Yeah, man. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> and they can't uh, hear you rolling your eyes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something. All right. Coltrane's mom says, I get so mad when I'm flipping through radio channels and find my favorite song in the ending. (laughs) I don't uh, always get mad at that, but what frustrates me is when I want to Shazam a song, and by the time I, like, finally find it on my phone and get it to open up and click the right thing, then it ends. Yeah, I'm on that one. You know a trick to do is memorize, memorize, like, like Get on up in that microphone, Matt. Oh, yeah, I will. I, I didn't have anything that important to add. That's why I okay, because they didn't hear the unimportant thing you just said. <laughs> yeah, if if, uh, if that happens to me, I'll just I, um, when I hear the song, I memorize like a line from the lyrics, and then just go into Google and put in the quotes, and just learn it that way, yes. and just type it in. Mm, that's a good idea. Well. Like if you don't have time to shazam it, um, I do hate that. Th- I get bummed. Like if 
you know, I'm listening to the song and the chorus is going. It's like, okay, please be the first chorus. Please be the first chorus. <laughs> and it's the last one. And uh, it's like, oh. But other than that. I just know. don't listen to the radio. Yeah, I, have, I. I had like an iPod auxiliary cable in my car for the last five, six years. Like if I'm listening to the radio, it's because I left my iPod at home or something. Like There's, there's not a lot of Portugal, the man, on the radio. radio. Yeah, so. right. I've got seven albums on my iPod. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Automotive. Uh-oh. Here we go. What's happening? Um, <laughs> a car question is happening, and oh. then I'm trying to stop, trying to, to lay on the brakes <laughs> so that I don't talk about cars again. But I'm going to ask it anyway. So some of these cars – so my car is from 1541. Uh, the year 1541. Yes. <laughs> it's that old. Jesus. Uh, and some of the cars that I'm looking at have hard drives. Where like you, I think you can put a CD in and it'll memorize the CD or something. It's not, what? It's not a. I don't think you can copy the CDs directly, but you can like put in a memory stick or a memory card, and it'll copy onto your hard drive of your oh. car. Is Ooh. that a cool thing to have? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that was that was my sense. No. I like a lot that. of these newfangled <laughs> no. things. That's just like uh, cables and Bluetooth. I I don't. I mean, those I actually probably would use, but a lot of the things are like parking assist or the xenon headlamps. I don't know whether I would actually want all of that. Uh, yeah. Bluetooth, definitely. The Bluetooth, the Bluetooth Absolutely. and the auxiliary are pretty much standard now right. on everything you're looking at. But the lighting package. The lighting – I don't think you care about the light so much, but you're going to care about parking assist. That's, yeah. not, that's not a bad thing to have. Okay. Jim Jeremiah says, is it just me or everyone? When I see an empty plastic water bottle on the street, I make an effort to run it over with my car. Not me. I don't do that. It is kind of fun to hit random objects. I'm not sure if I go out of my way to do it. I'm Mostly too. Keep would... Matt out of school zones. I saw yeah. someone do. That. I saw someone do that with a dead cat. Like he went out oh. of his way to run over oh the my dead God. cat. I was like, Why would you do that? What are you doing? Were you in the car? I, I was behind him. Like I was oh. like two or three cars behind him, and he. He he turned and like went out of his way to just run over this like cat carcass on the road. It's like why? Why That's would you awful. do that? I like that Allison imagines that if you have friends, they're running over cats and you're in the car. With them. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the kind of friends I hang seen out with. It. <laughs> the, the error with the running over the water bottle is it's going to happen the first time that you run over something that's like a way harder plastic. Like you think it's a water bottle. And right. Because I've had that happen. That's kind of when I stopped the, the joy riding of running over shit. What was, was like, it? I don't remember. It was just some piece of like black something that was just like a piece of whatever in the way. And I'm like, oh, this is just plastic. And it was metal. And it <laughs> fucking made a lot of loud noises yeah. on the car. And it was like, ugh, shouldn't have hit that. Yeah, I don't want to run over anything. If I, if I saw a snail on the road, I'd dodge it. I try to avoid as well. This happened to me on the test drives where there were a bunch of birds in the road, and I know that they move out of the way, and I didn't want the guy to think I'm the kind of driver who goes around the birds into oncoming traffic. But as I pulled up, I was like, move birds, move birds. I slowed down a little bit. (laughs) Because one of these days, a bird is not going to move. I'm I'm afraid of that. Those birds play with fire. They'll go go, wait and get as close to your car before they go. I will say, I've seen a smushed bird. Like in yeah, a – actually, two. it was like a beach parking lot. It's a very specific memory of mine from being a little kid and seeing like a smushed bird and not really understanding like how that was even possible that someone ran over a bird. But they don't always move out of the way. Yeah. It's the only way they can feel is that rush. <laughs> <laughs> They're emo birds. Oh, Indigo man. Brian says, when I'm in a hurry and need to run, I try to keep fat jiggle to a minimum by pressing my arms to myself. Well, this goes back to what something that Jen and I have talked about before, which <laughs> is 
the braless dog walking. Oh, it's or just trouble. Being braless yeah. out in public. So yeah. What does he? Does, is this a guy? Brian Indigo. No, it's a, Brian. It's a girl. It's a girl. Oh. oh well. Okay. Do you keep your? I mean, are you pressing I your arms straight down I'm and then running? Arms folded. Oh, like this. Oh. That'd be my guess. I thought. I thought like to your sides and. Just I don't know. Either way, you look pretty funny. You're right. probably. Yeah. I'm you afraid are you're, you know, bringing more, more attention to maybe your, you know, any a part of your body at that point if you're I think running the, like the that. The arms at the side will actually increase the waddle look. <laughs> right. You look yeah. more penguin-like in the, when in you the your arms you at your side. You don't have to keep your arms By the side. way, I was wrong. I just don't avoid running. It's a guy. Oh, it's a, it's a guy. I'm sorry. Definitely well, I just avoid running, I think. Or Yeah. Don't we all? Don't worry about the fat It's all right. I don't care. All right. Clitty Scent says, I'll eat something I'm not in the mood to eat just to postpone going to the grocery store. I will be tempted to do that and then I'll think, oh, I'm just going to go to the store. I don't know if I've done that. I really like food. So I'm excited about the grocery store usually. <laughs> Jenna, when I lived in New York, I used to go to the grocery store pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And now I don't do that. Because of having the car, right? But is that uh, how is that how you totally. work? Totally. Okay. I go once a week, twice a week now. Where you would, I would go every day because yeah. it was across the street. Right. It's so it's easy. Just what you do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys with the grocery store going? See, I don't really go to the grocery store that often. To be honest, I just usually we go out for mm. lunch and dinner and stuff. I think I can uh, understand the idea of eating something you don't want to eat just to avoid dot dot dot. Totally. That I think I could agree with, and anybody who's in the creative field would definitely say that when you're trying to write and you can't think of anything, you've never been so hungry in your life or shit you would never eat otherwise. Yes. Every, Amen. That's every the other worst. Day, though, I ate like something and it wasn't fulfilling. I just went to the grocery store just because I, I was still hungry and it didn't satisfy me. Chris, nothing satisfies We know, Chris. You eat everything. <laughs> You're well aware. We get it. You have an awesome metabolism. I love, I love <laughs> <this> bit. <laughs> All right. Be slamming. When the TP was out, I've used the cardboard cylinder to wipe rather than drip dry. It's a calculated process. What? No. That is stressing me out. Everyone no- – okay. Yeah. Ew. The first thing you would use – I mean I guess you don't have this in your bathroom though – would be the sanitary – the um, the toilet ring things. Oh, yes. The things yes. that you place the w- – w- seat, seat covers. Seat covers. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can use that in a pinch although it really doesn't absorb. No. I think the bigger problem with the cardboard cylinder is you can't flush that down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to put it in like, the... Like, what do you do with that? Like, I, I, I completely applaud the creativity. Not going to say that I haven't tried it myself, because I'm sure at some point in my life, it's been desperate times. <laughs> but reading it here, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, wow, that would be great until you have a shit-covered toilet paper roll in your hand. Oh, see, I was thinking this is number one. This is number one. Drip dry. Yeah. Oh. But right, see, well, I but, feel like you would need you, know, <laughs> you would need to... We guys can shake dry. We don't need, we don't need uh, This is a guy. Oh. What the fuck do you need toilet paper for, That's man? Shake it I'm off. Thinking. Shake it off, tuck it in, zip up, oh, move on. Oh, I'm confused then. See, because I agree with you, drip dry. How do you know it's a guy? No, guys don't wipe. You don't wipe <laughs> when you're guy. going pee. <laughs> Maybe girls do, but guys don't wipe Maybe when they're going Maybe girls pee. do. Angry. It's the only way we can dry. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> just shake your butt on the seat? No? <laughs> I totally don't wipe. <laughs> the disgusting look on these two faces. I'm Ugh. so confused is the problem. I think this. You is... don't need to wipe if you're a guy. I think this is a Girl. It's a girl. Yeah, she's saying drip dry. No, that's Indigo Brian. Yeah, that's Indigo Brian. This is B Slamming. I'm looking to B Slamming. <laughs> I'm confused. Sorry. We're all confused. This is B Slamming. I think, yeah. Poor Here's Indigo the Brian. Thing with that, I know. We love you. <laughs> My bad. Wait, 
Here's what I want to know. With the cylinder, would you just smush it or would you rip it? I would. You would want to rip it to get a few wipes out of it. Oh, my gosh. I'd probably you know what not I hate? think about that, though, and smush it. Sorry, go ahead. Here's what I hate. You're in a public <laughs> restroom and you need toilet paper, so you say, could you – Pass some toilet paper over, and they give you like a square. Oh my god! Do you Who not are do you not people? look before? Now I do. This okay. was when I was young, and that's no. something I learned a <laughs> yes. long time ago. Is you look, you always make sure. Yeah. Yes, but it is really rude when people do that. It's like yeah. a, it's like a mean sibling. Like, can I have some? And they give you a little <laughs> right. tiny bit. Oh. And here's a taste of toilet paper. That's, that's <laughs> what I do. If my rude. brother would be like, "Hey, Chris, we're at toilet paper. Can you toss them into the bathroom? I'll toss as far away like at yes. the other side of the bathroom as possible." So he has to get up and get it. Tell <laughs> we tell we were old. James L. Wilson says, after showering, I brush my hair for three three seconds and am set for the day. Have no idea what a comb is for. I would like to see your hair. Seriously. I don't. Yeah, I don't comb my hair or brush it. You use your hands. Yeah, it's all hands. My well, I guess it's, it's kind of a comb, like my fingers. Yeah. Finger comb. Yeah, finger comb it. But I use a comb and a brush. Same. But I don't use a comb that often. Me neither. Mostly brush. It used to be that I would comb my hair after I got out of the shower, but now I just brush it. You're, that takes a patient soul to yeah, comb it. it. Well, this I'm is a, not patient. This guy's name's James L. Wilson, so I assume he's a guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good assumption. Matt, Gary, do you guys brush or comb your hair? I do not. Um, really? I will say that for the most part, I just use my fingers, but there are certain styles that I've used in the past where I have had to use a comb before, and it's specifically for like – Parting your hair in a particular place. Can we get pictures for next week's show? Right? Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a brush and a comb kind of serve the same purpose. Like, Chris, based on your hair, you don't need a comb oh, per se. On. It's not, it's not, yeah. not getting the full effect. I think we need to see a pic. The problem is this guy's user pick is like a Ron Paul book. It needs to be like a picture of his hair. Then we can right. better tell him what a comb yeah. is for. Who knows yeah. how long his hair is? His hair could be very long and we could say, you need a brush. Also, aren't combs specifically for people who have a comb over? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, but that's awesome. Okay, no. just a thought. Just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> Daniel brought up something that I had never occurred to me, which is that many men don't part their hair. Like it's a specific look. The man with the parted hair. Does anyone here part their hair? Who's a guy? I have like a, a little part on the side. He's That's what I said. I, I was, when I was younger, I said I, I think did. maybe I Chris anymore. does. I don't anymore. I used to when I was little. But, I did too when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, my husband does not part his hair, I don't think. Yeah. We stop looking at my part. <laughs> but you barely. But that's not a real part, is it? That's the thing. I think if it's not real hair, it's, <laughs> it's actually where you're wrong. If you don't, if you just use your fingers, that's not a real part. It's yeah. Sort of. It's just where your hair goes, basically. Did you guys just see the look on his face when he just ran his fingers through his hair? Satisfaction. Yeah, well, they can't. Very, yeah, take a look. Enjoy it. I'm drinking it in. Does Jeff part his hair here? He have hair. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He does might Dawson actually part his hair. hair. No, no, I don't Dawson think he does. Definitely does not. Jeff might, but I don't. I don't know. I don't All really right. go around looking at other yeah. dudes' hairstyles. Well, I'm, you're going to have to because yeah, I'm so. going to. All right, Michael Whelan says purposely tell someone who's chronically late that the event starts way earlier to ensure we arrive on time. No, but that's been done to me. Oh yeah, wait, no, a little bit I have done, done that. No, but yeah. No, like I hate that because I used to be late a lot, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I started setting my game up. But n- then I'll get there like, oh, we're meeting at twelve thirty, and then nobody gets there till one. Like, oh, we assumed you're going to be late when I get there at twelve thirty, and it would yeah. be very annoying. It's rude. Don't do that. Don't be late. Yeah, just don't be late. If and if you're late, just don't be late. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we have family. I have family friends that we definitely do that specifically for. My parents would always give them like a half hour of of mobility to make sure they get there in time. I've never really had that problem in my own life. We uh, we had an old roommate before Gary moved in who was pretty late for shit, but I don't know. I just <laughs> we just held it against him. We didn't actually ask him to change. I don't know if that's healthy. It's probably not. All right, Brian Holt. He's who is Indigo Brian? Brian again. Wow. For safety reasons, when eating fast foods while driving, I eat a few fries at once and suck the ketchup out of the packet. If safety you're an amateur, reasons. no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, <there's> Thank a- <laughs> you. So safe. Uh, no, well, my my the thing I do is a lot less safer. I would use both hands and put the ketchup on the fry and, and each individual fry. Wow. Yeah. wow. While driving. Yes. <laughs> wow. Or while riding in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone knows that Chris sometimes rides in the trunk. I rode in the trunk like once or twice. From like <laughs> here to San Diego or something. Like, <laughs> Why I've, is that I've, weird? Because I've done it like around town. But Wait, you've also done it? Like once or Everybody's twice. Everybody's done it. Yeah. No, like I once or twice. I've never been in the trunk girls of a car. Girls don't do this. No. Well, it's out. different for girls. but like, Yeah, because it's like you're kidnapping. Like if, if you, you – right. Yeah. If you're in an age yeah, where, like, no. not everybody has a car, a not everybody yeah. has a license or anything, and you all want to go somewhere together, you pile in. Like, you put, like, you could fit, like, five people in the back backseat, uh, one person in the driver, one per- or two people singing shotgun, maybe one person curled up where your legs go, and then a couple people in the trunk, and you just go. Wow. Why is that weird? You just... It just remember, doesn't sound that I remember funny. Adam was talking about, like, oh, I, I wrote in... The, the reason Adam found that out is because he was talking about how he wrote in... The bed of Ray's pickup truck, like the me- you know the metal bed mm-hmm. of a pickup truck, all the way to Vegas under like the night sky. It's like, oh yeah, I, I rode in a trunk one time. That's weird, dude. Like, and then he just all of a sudden <laughs> thought that was weird, and I thought I think his is much weirder. Matt, trunk time. Um, I feel like I've sat in the back of like a hatchback, you know, where you can actually see out the back window. Yeah, that's not that's, that's not that's the like trunk. Back. Not yeah, that. I've been in a station wagon. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big guy. I don't think I could fit in a trunk with another person. I could fit you. <laughs> Maybe Chris <laughs> oh and I could fit. God. Oh my god! <laughs> what was that tone? That voice. <laughs> I think though, Chris, the reason why it's weird is because you and your one trip, you spent more time in a trunk than most people do in their life. Like your drive to we from took San Diego breaks. was five hours of trunk time. Oh, That's well, a they, lot of trunk time. We they, stretch your legs. They give you guys water. And, <laughs> like what was this? I don't know. It, it was hot. It, it would get now hot we know. in there. You were in a trunk. Yeah, it was me and another guy. Whoa, close quarters. Have you, <laughs> you ever seen Out of Sight? You shoebox it. Where it's like George Clooney, Love in the Trunk. Ever happened to you? Damn it, Matt. <laughs> Chris is not having fun anymore. <laughs> so you mean you do He's like – having fun when we were complaining about his hair part. <laughs> so you do like preaching it, no. head to feet, yeah. but your genitals are lined up. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless he flips over. Yeah. Or we go butt to nut. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. We should call this episode butt to nut. Do you get to title these episodes? No. That's right. good. I'm writing that that Please. down. <laughs> but the pen to nut. Okay. <laughs> Mallory says when I see and this is the last just me everyone. When I see people smoking e-cigs indoors, I get just as annoyed as someone smoking a regular cigarette outdoors. Stop it, you look dumb. I am always a little bit surprised when I see that. And then I remember, oh, well there's it's just vapor. But for I've a second, never I seen think, anyone smoke one. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, they're huge now. They're always stealth about it. Like all of a sudden, yeah. a pen comes out of their pocket, and then they're smoking it. Weird. I just, I just don't understand how she was able to tweet using a. She didn't write cigarette. She used a little emoticon that looked like a cigarette. That, that was to me impressive. was actually the most important part of this. <laughs> 
You don't have an iPhone. <laughs> Weird Twitter. Not. Yeah. Weird, Weird Twitter. Twitter. You're right. Uh, was Weird it the emoji? Was it an emoji? It oh. was. It was. It was. Yeah. Matt has an Android, so he's not with it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, here are some things that I want to tell you about. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click through the banner on my website at alisonrosen.com? It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps the show. Perhaps you would like to be inspired by a book. Matt recommends The Alchemist. <laughs> it's a great one. But th- there's all sorts of other things on Amazon. Um, also, we have a ringtone available. Hey, hey. Yourself. You can get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone from the iTunes Store. Also, a special bonus episode available that we recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. And you can get that in the comedy album section of the iTunes Store for $1.99. And you can follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith. You can follow Matt. Or no, you can you can go to Matt's website. There will be spoilers.com. And can I just say, yep. my 200th episode is available now. I'm super proud of it. There will be spoilers.com. Thank you. That's exciting. And you can follow Chris at... Don't even follow me on Twitter. Just tip your bartenders and be real nice to them. Nice. Oh, my goodness. He sacrificed for the bartender. <laughs> That's wow. He threw himself on that grenade that you throw yourself on, sword. Where do people throw themselves on, on these days? You can grenade, sure. On grenade. Okay. And you can follow Jenna at Jenna Kim Jones, or you can go to her website, JennaKimJones.com. You can follow me at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Okay. Oh, and you can email us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?